Almost a week of violence, looting and destruction of property has rocked France. The chaos was sparked by the shooting dead of a French teenager of North African descent by a police officer. That unleashed a wave of tension and anger over what minorities say is discriminatory policing of their communities. Following interventions by the grandmother of the slain boy and by French President Emmanuel Macron, the violence has subsided. But the questions over race relations in France remain. This is In the News from the Irish Times. I'm Bernice Harrison. Today, why France boiled over. I talked to Laura Marlowe in Paris. Lara, rioting in Paris has been going on for a week now. It started with the shooting of 17-year-old Nahal Merzouk. Can you tell me about him and what happened last Tuesday? Nahal was working as a delivery boy. He was being raised by a single mother called Munya. Uh, he was of Algerian origin. Um, everyone who knew him described him as a, as a very um, helpful kind young man but you know he was like uh, like any other um, Arab ra- born and raised in the immigrant banlieue um, he, he was afraid of police or he had a problem with police and he also had a record for refusing to stop at police checkpoints or to, for refusing to stop when police demanded probably because he was he was driving without a, a driver's license. You say banlieue. What do you mean by that? Banlieue means a suburb in French, but, you know, in, in English, a suburb evokes a leafy place like, you know, Beverly Hills or something. And these suburbs are, are basically ghettos. Uh, it's better to call them ghettos. And they're, they ring most of the big French cities, if not all of them. Uh, these are places where these uh, African and Arab immigrants have been relegated. It's very hard for them to live anywhere else because people don't want to rent to them. And that's where most, almost all of the low-income housing is. Uh, recently, the government is trying to change that. They're building housing projects or, or converting government buildings in the center of the cities. In fact, I've got one just about uh, a block and a half from my home in central Paris, which used to belong to the defense ministry. That's not yet inhabited. But I think the government has understood that you cannot segregate people like this for decades and decades and decades and expect them to somehow integrate into society. What happened last Tuesday? On Tuesday morning, Nahal ran a red light. Uh, The police claim that he almost hit a pedestrian and a cyclist. Uh, The police caught up with him in traffic. These were two motorcycle cops. Uh, They got off their motorcycles. They were leaning on the windscreen of his car. Uh, His friend who was sitting beside him, who actually has just turned himself into the police this morning, um, Monday morning, uh, his friend said that they were they hit him with their fist uh, through the car window. Uh, Around this time, this is not on the video, a passerby started recording a video and you could hear one of the cops saying to Nal, you're going to get a bullet in the head. Thereupon, the car started forward and one of the policemen, uh, who's been identified only as, only as Florian, uh, fired into the car. The bullet went through Nile's left arm and lodged near his heart, and he died 10 minutes later. 
The rioting started uh, Tuesday evening and has occurred every night since. Uh, it is diminishing in ferocity. Last night, uh, Sunday night, there were only um, 158 people arrested in all of France. Uh, this is down from a high of over 1,300 arrested in one night. But there have been more than 3,000 people arrested in, in six nights of, of extreme violence. They escalated very quickly. The first night or two, they were um, destroying bus shelters, setting fires in rubbish bins. And then after that, it, it extended to burning cars, torching cars, which is always a, a sort of standard measure of, of violence in France. Um, they destroyed, by the way, 5,000 cars in six nights uh, in three weeks of riding. In 2005, they destroyed 10,000. So they've destroyed half as many cars in less than a third of the time. And then from torching cars, they went to looting. By Thursday, Friday, they were coming into the centers of cities like Paris, Lyon, Marseille, and attacking shops and, you know, breaking big plate glass windows and just wholesale, uh, wholesale looting of supermarkets as well. A lot of supermarkets out in the banlieue. Um, over 700 buildings have been attacked since the beginning of the violence. And um, the government is taking measures to try to help the businesses which have been affected. The um, finance minister asked the insurance companies to deal with claims very quickly and to lower premiums. I don't think they're going to lower the premiums. The other um, method that the rioters took was these youths have been armed with uh, fireworks, um, Roman candles, which they import on a very large scale from Eastern Europe. Uh, I th think the favorite ones are called crackling chrysanthemums. And they, they're not actually lethal weapons. They, they could probably kill you if they exploded in your face, but um, they, they are injuring policemen. And they fire showers and deluges of these um, uh, fireworks at police to stop them advancing, uh, and they've been using them quite effectively. They have used firearms as well. There was a, a gendarme in Nîmes who was shot with a bullet to his, uh, th which lodged in his bulletproof vest, which saved his life. Um, there was a man in Cayenne, in French Guyana, where the writing also extended overseas. Uh, he was killed by a bullet. The police claimed that it was the bullet was shot by rioters, but, but we don't really know. Now, there is the direct issue, the shooting of the boy and the underlying issue of poverty, endemic racism, you know, marginalised and ghetto groups in cities in France. And as the week wore on, there were attempts to perhaps address the direct issue, the policeman who shot Nell. He was detained on charges of voluntary homicide, but it didn't quell the protests. And on Thursday, police were tear gassing a, a crowd of teenagers in Nanterre. Why was the arrest of the police officer not enough? Well, I think they, they want a conviction. Um, there was the, the graffiti is very telling. Uh, there, there's been some 
really, uh, there, was, there was one graffiti which was, um, you took one of ours, we want a policeman, i.e., you know, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Um, there's, there's graffiti like uh, a good cop is a dead cop, um, other down with pigs, uh, we are the law. Um, in Lyon, there was a drawing of a gallows with a stick person hanging from the gallows, and it had the name Damanin underneath. Damanin is the interior minister who's the, the chief of all the police. Uh, so that tells you how, how ugly um, the mood is and how deep the hatred between these young men or boys, um, a lot of them are 12, 13, 14 years old, and the police is. And, and one of the reasons is that they, the police very often carry out identity checks in these immigrant uh, suburbs. Um, sometimes two, three, four times a day, a young man will have his identity checked. And they, they see the police as persecutors, as sort of occupiers. And there's, there's a real war going on between, um, between immigrant youth and the police in France. Uh, and the, the right wing and the police as well. I've seen uh, statements by police organizations refer to these young men as, as vermin, uh, as barbarians, as savage hordes. Uh, this is the kind of language being used on the other side. And has there been any reaction in France to what I, I think is quite humiliating for France that the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights in Geneva, it called on the country to seriously attack the profound problems of racism and discrimination among the forces of order. Uh, That points directly at the police. Absolutely. Uh, And there was an angry reaction from the French government. They said this is absolutely untrue. Uh, They denied it completely. But uh, many French experts say exactly the same thing. There's a man called Sébastien Rocher, who's a sociologist and probably the leading expert on the police. And he says that no other country in Europe has this kind of record of um, police shootings of of, uh, individuals uh, since 2017, when they passed a law which is now being called the license to kill law, uh, which changed the rules of engagement or the rules for using a firearm, uh, the, the rate of fatalities at the hands of police has multiplied by five to six times. There were 13 people killed, shot dead last year by police because they refused to stop. And there have been three, including Nile, killed in the same way this year already. I'll continue my conversation with Lara Marlowe after this short break. So can we talk about uh, President Macron's reaction? He didn't declare a state of emergency and he made, well, what to me, I suppose, sound like some extraordinary interventions. He called on parents to, and quote, exercise responsibility. And, you know, we know that the average age of those arrested was 17. Um, so these are, are young rioters. But, but still, that seems kind of extraordinary. How is his handling of the situation being judged in France? Well, I, I think people who support Macron would approve and the people who dislike him, and there are many, um, see him as being distant or, you know, disconnected. Uh, one of his advisors summed it up. He said, if, if we show only empathy, we'll be accused of not being firm enough. Uh, but if we used a blind repression, we'll be accused of, of fanning the flames. So he's been trying to sort of walk a tightrope between uh, basically, as usual, he's trying to keep everyone happy. And he's alternated between 
uh, sympathizing with the family, condemning the first day on the day of the killing, he said that it was unforgivable, uh, which angered the police, actually, uh, and, and angered the right and the far right. And then when the violence started getting worse and the rioting got worse, he said um, that this was totally unjustified and this was wrong. And, and he's actually praised the police, the, their efficiency and rapidity and so on since. So one isn't really sure what he thinks and feels deep down inside. Um, I think it is a positive thing that he said last night after another, uh, at least the third crisis meeting, cabinet meeting, uh, he said that he wants a profound reflection on the causes of this violence. Uh, he wants to get to the bottom of it and he, he wants to change things. Now, there are reports that things have calmed down and I think it's probably worth mentioning the intervention of the young boy's grandmother in this. She, she, she called for calm. But there was still a high number of arrests and there were shocking incidents like the attack on the house of a town mayor. Yes, on that. Just one word about the grandmother. I, I think that was probably an important factor in calming things down. Um, I listened to the entire interview with her and the, the most moving part I found was, was not taken up by other media. She said um, that she had spoken to the young man who had, was sitting next to Nal in the car and he said um, that he, he held Nile in his arms and he said, he, he said, I'm so cold, I think I'm dying. He said, will you kiss my mother and kiss my grandmother? And she was weeping when she said that. So that was a very emotional moment. Uh, what happened at La Les Roses, um, the mayor of that town was staying, spending the night in his town hall because he was trying to protect it. He had surrounded the town hall with barbed wire. Uh, he's a member of the Conservative Party, Les Républicains, and he'd been quite a lot on television, and it, made, it may have been his notoriety uh, which led to this attack on his home. His wife and his two children, aged five and seven, were asleep in the house, and the rioters uh, set a car on fire and, and launched it against the the gate of his home uh it crashed into a small wall so it didn't it burned the house a bit but it didn't actually burn it down the wife and the children uh were terrified by the noise they heard this loud crash and ran out the back of the house into the garden uh the wife hurt her leg uh, probably broke it and she's had it operated on since and one of the the, the five-year-old child was also injured uh and this created a huge amount of emotion yesterday. It happened the early morning, uh, about 1.30 in the morning on Sunday. Um, the mayor himself said that uh, a new level in horror had been passed. And it's because of this attack that uh, actually in about 10 minutes from now, um, the Mayors of France Association has called for rallies in front of all town halls in France, uh, there are 36,000 of them, uh, and just to show support for elected officials, to show support for law and order. And they're going to um, play all of the air, rights, air raid sirens in all of these town halls. So there will be air raid sirens sounding all over France in 10 minutes from now uh, to express disapproval horror at this attack on the mayor's house. Now, by Monday morning, uh, 
a GoFundMe page to support the police officer charged over the killing of Nahal had attracted more than €800,000 in donations. The, the officer was, and this is a quote from the page, doing his job and is now paying a high price for it. To me, that is a really tangible example of a very divided society. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, this has angered the family of, of the victim, the family of Nahal. Uh, the man who posted, uh, who launched uh, this collection for the family of the policeman is called Jean Messira. He's, he's been in Marine Le Pen's uh, Rassemblement National, National Rally Party for many years. And then he, he defected to support Eric Zemmour. You may remember the extreme right wing candidate in the last presidential election. Uh, and it's it's interesting that the, the motorcycle police had also uh, launched a collection for the family. They raised only 45,000 euro. Uh, they're a bit an- annoyed about it. Um, there's also a collection for the family of Nal, the victim, but they have raised much less money than, than the fund for the policeman. So I, I think it's fair to say that these riots will strengthen the extreme right, there is no obvious candidate to succeed Macron uh, on the center right. And Marine Le Pen has, has been the runner up in the last two presidential elections. And she's been very quiet compared to much of the right and far right. I think she is just rubbing her hands and, and thinking this is all feeding into my victory in 2027. Lara, thanks so much. That's it for today. For more coverage of events in France, subscribe at irishtimes.com forward slash subscribe. I'm Bernice Harrison. This episode was produced by Declan Conlon. In the news, we'll be back tomorrow.